Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 11th of March, 2021 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Growing up is not an easy task, and our teens in Hong Kong are faced with all kinds of challenges. But the resourcefulness and the resilience that these kids show is always inspirational. Our 2020 Student Story Slam competition highlighted some of these stories, and today we'll hear three of them, written and performed by Hong Kong teens. The first is a story from Violet about a new experience. The second is a cautionary tale by Bobo. And the third is a replay story from the 2019 Student Story Slam by Matthew about a harrowing night. Before we get to today's stories, though, a warm and spring-like hug goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. Spring is here, and that means the heat of summer is not far away. Be kind to one another, Hong Kongers. Greetings go out to our overseas listeners as well, this week in particular to listeners in Gamlingay and Hackney in the UK, Jongno in Korea, and Budapest in Hungary. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. As of the time when this podcast is published, we're going ahead with our April 1st show, For You. Tickets are on sale on Ticket Flap and they're going fast, so do get yours now before they're gone. We will, of course, be following strict COVID guidelines and everyone, including the performers, will be wearing masks during the performances. We will do everything we can to keep you and our storytellers safe. Also to let you know, we're starting to host live workshops again. These will be posted on Meetup under Hong Kong Stories. There's a link you can follow to find them on the website, hongkongstories.com. With gathering restrictions, spaces fill up fast, so don't hesitate. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now with the story from the 2020 Hong Kong Stories Student Story Slam... Here is Violet. It was a happy and a sunny day. My family and I were discussing where to go. My mom suggested going hiking, but my sister said, too tiring. I suggested going to the mall, but my sister said, too boring. I thought she was really annoying. Just then, my father suggested riding bicycle. My sister finally had a smile on her face. I think it's because riding bicycle is not tiring or boring. But I was relieved she finally stopped complaining. Everything was fine. The lunch was great. We went to Taiwan just in time to rent a bicycle. I practiced for a while since this was my first time riding the bicycle all by myself. And... To be honest, I was afraid, but the excitement went through my spine. We came across a slope. My mom went down first. She rode it like it was a piece of cake. I was next. My father and my sister were behind. They were riding together because my sister didn't know how to ride bicycles. This was also my first time riding down a slope. This was it. I held my breath and sped forward. As I rode, I could feel the breeze of the wind. It was cool, but too cool. I realized that something was wrong. 
I was speeding too fast. I panicked, and in a split second, I crashed into a wall. When I picked myself up, my body was full of pain and bruises. My, I tried to talk, but my jaw ached so much that I couldn't even open it. My mom told me that I hit my jaw against the wall, with a worried look on her face. I didn't want her to be sad, so I tried to smile, but it was a huge mistake. The pain came again. I was in excruciating pain. Fortunately, I didn't get any major injuries, so I was fine. Eventually, the pain wore off, but I still needed to ride a tandem bike with my mom. The rest of the ride was a challenge because my leg hurt so much that most of the time were rolled by my mom. I sort of felt guilty. Flashbacks in my mind. Still, I didn't know what was wrong. I reflected on the incident with my family. My parents explained the importance of brake whenever I come across a slope. Turns out I didn't do it. That's why I ended up with injuries. But I was grateful that I didn't need to go to the hospital. I breathed a sigh of relief. After the incident, I learned that I need to brake whenever I come across a slope. I also learned that it's okay to make mistake because at the end of the day, I still learn something new. This is my split second story. How about you? Thank you. We love Violet's ability to find positivity in her accident. It's the perfect weather in Hong Kong right now for cycling, and we hope that Violet and everyone else is being careful. Next up is a story also told at our 2020 Student Story Slam. Here is Bobo. So I'm sitting in the restaurant, whipping my head back and forth, looking for my friends. Yesterday, I had invited them out for lunch, and they both agreed. We had basically almost grew up together and attended the same primary school. We settled at 1:30 at a new restaurant that opened just a few days before. It is now two o'clock, and no sign of my friends. Okay, they're probably stuck in traffic. I'll just give them five more minutes. Two o five. Or did something happen to them? Should I give them a call? Two ten. They didn't answer my phone. They didn't respond to my text, and no sign of them. Now I'm starting to worry. The waiter came over a few times, asking me if I can order. I've been raised in an Asian household and was taught not to order unless everyone is at the table. So they probably think I'm a weird runaway child sitting in the restaurant. It is now two thirty, and still no sign of my friends. My brain is going haywire. One side goes, they're not coming. Oh my God, they ditched you. Wait, what if it's tomorrow and not today? While the other side of my brain goes, relaxed. You checked your phone fifty times. It is today. Just they're your friends. Why would they ditch you? My heart beat pounded. My my body was shaking. My bre- my breathing quickened, until finally, in the corner of my eye, I saw two familiar figures running over to me. A wave of relief washed over as my friends ran towards me, but there was also something else there: anger. I basically almost scre- screamed at them in the restaurant for being an hour late. They apologized and said they were late because they mistaken the time for 2:30. The worst thing is this wasn't the first time it happened. Just a few months before, the same thing happened because they again had mistaken the time. 
<sighs> what did this experience tell me? Either make the time extra, extra, extra clear to the people you're inviting out, or don't invite people who can't read the time correctly. Thank you. <laughs> It's so nice of Bobo to give her friends a second and then a third chance. It's good to have people in your life who'll forgive your mistakes. This next story is from the previous year's Student Story Slam. Here to tell us of a harrowing night is Matthew. It was a tiring day of activities in Taiwan. That evening, I was in the hotel room and I was sitting on the bed watching my friends play chess against each other. I lost in the previous night, and I was watching them play, and I was observing lots of interesting tactics that they were using. The match was coming along pretty well, and it was certainly keeping me awake. The time was 8.45, and I was not supposed to sleep yet, although I felt it was too late. The teacher was supposed to come into our room and give me my medication before I slept, but she had not come in, so I was not allowed to sleep yet. A few moments later, I fell backwards and dozed off on the bed, something I should not have done. Then I realized I had I was supposed to be up, so I quickly went into the bathroom to wash my face. Then, a few m- moments later, I heard some knocking on the door outside. It was expected knocking. I expected the teacher to be there any minute soon. But I did not hear her call out names. Matthew, Eric, Stephen, it's your teacher, Miss Louisa, please open up. Instead, I heard some very strange and suspicious sounds outside. And at that very moment, I yelled across the room and asked the boys to go and check what was going on. When I came out, I saw Eric and Stephen fighting over the people. And then Stephen said in a very low voice under his breath, I don't know who she is. At that very moment, I froze. What's going on? I asked. Then Eric said, very, very hastily, some stranger. What is she doing? Then came a voice from the outside. It sounded like a voice of an old lady, and she was speaking in Chinese. She asked us if we were part of a school, and that was very, very surprising for a person to ask. I thought she was just a stray, uh, she was just a lady that was lost and couldn't find her room. Instead, she was asking us some personal details. And at that very moment, Eric said, why should you ask? Why should you know? And then the lady seemed to be that she was never asked this question before. She then went on by saying, I don't know how to use a shower in my room. Would you please come in and teach me how to use it? (laughs) Then she told us her room number, and the truth was her room number was 1006, and we were in 1007. And that started to make sense. To me, it did. This was a lady in another room with a broken shower, and she was asking for help. But it also did not sound right at the same time, because she could have just called the housekeeping. I yawned loudly, and I seemed to have went to sleep. But I was woken up later by another question. After Eric had said, we are not allowed to open our door and go out, the lady asked, may I come in? 
That was when I woke up from my so-called dream that was happening inside me, which seemed to be the same thing as what was going on in reality. And Eric and Stephen were smart enough to tell the woman to go away. And we then picked up the phone and dialed the number of our teacher's room, where she then came down in less than 45 seconds. And we told the teacher all about what happened that night. She did not believe the woman was a kidnapper, as we saw it was. And instead, she told us to go to sleep, but we could not go to sleep because we were afraid of what she would do to us the very, very next moment we shut off the lights. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs> <laughs>